Hello everyone and welcome to Kindy Rockstars. This is the show that gives you the stories behind the songs from some of the best bands and singers that are making fun, informative, educational, catchy, and occasionally silly songs for children and families. I'm your host, Patrick Adams, and each episode of Kindy Rockstars will feature an artist and a featured song. So let's get to this week's show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Kindy Rockstars. I have an amazing guest with me tonight. He is Dennis Scott, producer, two-time Grammy Award winner and Emmy winner. Dennis, welcome to the show. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, I think we have a lot of ground to cover here. Uh, Tonight is an album feature, and we're going to be talking about the album Thank You, Mr. Rogers. Uh, But let's talk about you first. Tell everybody a little bit about you and your background and some of the, the amazing artists you've worked with. Well, I started pretty young. Actually, I was a child actor growing up. I was seven years old and I was on Broadway and doing commercials and things like that and continued along that path until I really discovered music was my first love. And I lived in New York and I was playing gigs and starting to work on my songwriting skills. And, um, Long story short, I uh, did a children's album. Uh, I didn't expect to do that, but somebody uh, offered me an opportunity to write songs for a children's album. And after doing that, I took that to Sesame Street and they said, well, um, we might be able to use you. Why don't you come in and help us find some artists for this new Sesame Street country album we're talking about? And uh, that's what I did. I Without being paid or anything, I put on a tie and a jacket and I went into their offices and I called every country artist out there and we assembled a great cast of Glenn Campbell and Loretta Lynn and Crystal Gale and Tanya Tucker. And at that point, all I was doing was my own demos on my little four track recorder at home. And the man who was the head of Sesame Street Records said, well, Dennis, do you want to produce this? And my mother who told me never say no, uh, <laughs> I said, yes, I'd love to do that. And quickly I had to learn how to be a producer and we went down to Nashville to record it. And I surrounded myself with some great artists and players and made me look good. And then the album went on to win a Grammy and I thought, all right, I'm happy being in children's music. This is where (laughs) I need to be. And here I am. Excellent. All right. Well, as an aside, Talk about your experience at the Grammys. What, what year was this that you, you won the Grammy and how was your experience there? Well, the first one was 1981 and that was for that album I just mentioned, Sesame Street Country. And then uh, I won another one in 2006 and that was for an album called Mr. Rogers. Um, so, excuse me, it was called Songs from the Neighborhood, The Music of Mr. Rogers. And that assembled a lot of, different artists on it like oh well crystal gale was there again and john cicada and um bj thomas 
and Amy Grant, all these great artists. And we did uh, songs written by Mr. Rogers, who was a great songwriter. We can talk about that too, that he wrote 200 songs that were on his show. But we took those songs and we reimagined them and let every artist put their own personal stamp on them. So it sounded less like what you hear Mr. Rogers doing on a show, but more like you would hear a popular song on the radio. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to illustrate that Mr. Rogers was a great songwriter. And when you hear his songs with that kind of treatment, that takes it out of the children's realm and really more into something that is listenable for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, definitely for, for kids and adults alike, you know, especially on the album, we're going to talk about some of the artists that you, you pulled together for this one. Um, yeah, many different genres, it looks like, and many different uh, periods of time that these artists were popular. So it's very mm-hmm. interesting. Absolutely. What other um, great memories do you have as, as a producer and in, in artists that you've worked with? Oh, my goodness. Well, this album that I just finished, the um, Thank You, Mr. Rogers, Music and Memories, that's that's really like a dream come true. I mean, I got to work Mickey Dolenz, who was in the monkeys. And, uh, you know, I was a fan, watched it all the time. And me too. And, you know, it's this out of body experience when you're standing next to your, your hero, your childhood hero. And, and the roles are reversed. Like I'm, I'm his boss for an hour when we're in the recording studio and yet you want to be respectful. And, you know, it's, so, um, that was a great experience working with him. And, uh, then a surprise experience working with Tom Bergeron, who is on the album, mm-hmm. kind of an unexpected thing because originally this album was going to be um, a series of interviews with people who loved Mr. Rogers or had interesting encounters with him. Um, and eventually as singing artists came on board, we had to abandon the interviews and have it be an all music album. But in the process Tom Bergeron, Tom Bergeron was going to be our host. And uh, I found out that he also sang and he was a great whistler as well. So, um, and we just hit it off right away. I, I wrote a script for him and he paid me some nice compliments and I returned them because he was so natural in front of the camera, so endearing and so engaging. And we we both liked things like Laurel and Hardy and we just kind of... Uh, we're having a great time. So that was an unexpected pleasure. Um, trying to think, um, well, the Cowsills, I mean, I hope some of your listeners remember some of their big hits like uh, The Rain, The Park and other things, which is an odd title for a song, but you'd remember the chorus. I love the flower girl and everybody knows that. And so uh, they were a delight to work with and uh, oh, Kelly Pickler and uh, Lee Greenwood, they, they were all, you know, it's like, how do I choose between my children? They all did a great job. I know. Yeah, I, I was rooting for Kelly Pickler the season. She was on American Idol and, uh, of course, always a, a big fan of the Monkees. And I watched America's Funniest Videos with Tom Bergeron on it. Right. Um, so as I was looking down the list of people that you'd got to work with, I'm like, oh, this looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it was, I mean... There were a lot of bumps in the road, like you can imagine with, with, with any project. But when you have this many artists that you have to assemble, there are so many logistics. I mean, just getting them into the recording studio from their busy schedules and then, pardon me, from, uh, you know, 
where you know you have to record you have to sometimes go to where they are they can't come to where you are yeah i was going to ask was this done in a central location and and this was pre-pandemic right that this was all recorded this is right before then the album was released closer to the pandemic which made it a little tough for everybody um but um in most cases whenever they were available i wanted to have them come to my recording studio in nashville tennessee because we're all set up for them um but I would, uh, with Mickey Dolans, he was in California. Um, here's an interesting story if, uh, if you want to hear the inside scoop. Um, when uh, the two people from the Fifth Dimension, um, Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis, came on board, uh, their manager called me and said, Hey, would you like to have Vanessa Williams sing as well? Because we represent her. So I said, Oh, of course, this is great. <laughs> but then he said, this was on a Thursday, and I was in California recording the Castles and Mickey Dolans. And he said, there's one problem. She's leaving on Tuesday next week to go to, to, go to England to be in a show, and she's going to be there for six months. So what do you do? I mean, I didn't have a track recorded specifically for her. But that same weekend after recording Mickey and the castles, I was supposed to go directly to Oklahoma City to record gospel artist Sandy Patty. But luckily, they called me that afternoon, too, and said, Sandy has some dental issues and she can't record. And I thought, well, wait a minute. Would she be amenable to me taking her track that I was going to record with her the next day and letting me use that for Vanessa Williams who was coming up in two days in New York. And graciously, she said yes. So I had my track. So, But I had to go to Oklahoma City because my plane ticket was there. There was no way to get home to Nashville. <laughs> so I'm sitting in a hotel room in Oklahoma City calling New York to find a recording studio for Monday, two days later. And uh, it all came together. And Vanessa Williams, was, she was just fantastic. She's um such a professional and a consummate musician. She reads music. Her parents were music instructors and teachers. So uh, we had a great time and she sang beautifully. If you listen to the album, you'll hear her sing one of Fred's most adored songs. It's called um, Many Ways to Say I Love You. And she just killed it. So talk more about the album now. Um, Thank you, Mr. Rogers. So this is the, the second tribute album that you've worked on for, for Mr. Rogers. Yes. Um, so talk about the, just how it all kind of came together uh, and also your efforts to get him into the songwriting hall of fame. I'd like to talk about um, my little campaign to get Mr. Rogers into the songwriters hall of fame. I really believe that's where he does belong because his music is overlooked a little bit because people tend to associate it with a younger audience, so they don't think of him in terms of being a celebrated songwriter writer like we have here in this country. All the greats like Gershwin and Cole Porter and Rogers and Hammerstein. But Mr. Rogers, in his own way, is a, a really accomplished writer. He he knows the craft of songwriting. He's very clever with his lyrics and his turns of phrases. And um if you take those songs out of the environment of his show, um, they really stand up as as songs, regular songs that uh, can have lives 
a life beyond the TV show that he did. And uh, I give him a lot of credit because he understood that him singing those songs, that was him delivering the messages to the, the kids that are watching. And that made perfect sense. But I know that he would be so pleased to know that his songs had a life beyond those and in, in a different environment. In fact, um, when I did the first album, I was so afraid that um, his wife, his widow, uh, Joanne Rogers, I did I well, I didn't know what she would think of it because I was really taking a chance. I was taking the songs and doing them in a way they had never been done before. So uh, I got home one day and there was a message on my machine and it was from Joanne Rogers and she said, Dennis, I just heard the album and I love it and I know Fred would have loved it. And that, I mean, that was all I needed to hear. That that meant more than a Grammy or anything else. That's wonderful. So let's uh, let's talk about the individual songs that we're going to feature here today. So okay. we have four songs that were written by Fred Rogers and and uh, covered by some of the, the great artists that you work with. And then the last one is a song that you wrote and is sung by an ensemble cast. So mm -hmm. um, so let's talk about each of the songs. And let's play them for everybody. And we'll start with the one by the Cowsills. So this yeah. was Won't You Be My Neighbor. I think that's one of the most recognizable Fred Rogers songs. Exactly so. And in fact, um, when I was talking to the Cowsills and I told them that I was really interested in them doing that song, which is the crown jewel of Mr. Rogers' repertoire. They said, wow, we're doing that one? And they were just so excited because they had um, a, a little history with Mr. Rogers. They watched him growing up. And if you know something about the Cowsills, they had kind of a turbulent life, uh, home life growing up. And as they say in their interviews, which you can listen to actually um, on our website, thank you, mrrogers.com. Uh, they say Mr. Rogers was a safe place for them. And just the thought of him coming into their home and wearing the sweater and, and talking directly into the camera to them, it was comforting. So they were just thrilled to death to be recording the song. And uh, I created a demo for them. I tried to simulate what the, what the councils would be like singing this song and got pretty close. And then of course they, they kind of tweaked it a little bit and uh, we just had a blast in the recording, just watching them recreate that council songs. Of course, there are three councils that were in the studio. Uh, their mom is not with us anymore. And uh, they had a uh, loss of some of their brothers too. But um, I think we, I think it, it's, it's just irresistible the way it is. I hope everybody loves it as I do. All right. Well, let's play it. Here it is. Won't You Be My Neighbor by the Cowsills, produced by Dennis Scott. It's a beautiful day 
my neighbor. And that was Won't You Be My Neighbor by the Cowsills. All right. The second song we're going to talk about is You Can Never Go Down the Drain by Jackie Velasquez. So tell me about your experience with this one. Oh, well, Jackie was a lot of fun. Um, turns out she lives in Nashville and she uh, had some really big hits in the gospel and inspirational category. And um, I wanted to do the song that Mr. Rogers wrote, the one. Um, you can never go down the drain. It's, you know, it's one of everybody's favorites. So on this collection, I felt we need to make sure that song is there. But I wanted to give, give it another treatment. And I was playing around with it on the piano. And I'm thinking, you know, I bet this would lend itself to a, a Latin style. And then I went in search of a, a Latin artist. And Jackie uh, came on board. And she she agreed. She said, I can make this work. And uh, she was so much fun in the studio. I should mention now, uh, since we're talking Latin, if you listen to this album, thank you, Mr. Rogers, Music and Memories, you'll have a great surprise because you'll also hear the very first all Spanish version of Won't You Be My Neighbor? And it's sung by one of the artists, John Cicada. And you, you'll, you won't even know that this is a Mr. Rogers song because it's sung in Spanish and it just... It flows. It has this great Latin, dare I say it, in, in, with a children's album. It almost has a sexy feel to it. <laughs> um, so I, I, I know I'm intruding on the, talking about Jackie's version, but I just wanted to mention that. Um, so anyway, I think everyone's going to enjoy this version of You Can Never Go Down the Drain. And here we go. Let's play it. You Can Never Go Down the Drain by Jackie Velasquez, produced by Dennis Scott. go down, never go down, never go down the drain. You can never go down, never go down, never go down the drain. You can never go down, never go down, never go down the drain. You can never go down, never go down, never go down the drain. What can't you do? You can never go down the drain. Oh, what can't you do? Down the train What can't you do? You can never go down the train What can't you do? You can never go down the train You are bigger than 
down the drain. You Can Never Go Down the Drain by Jackie Velasquez. All right. The next one. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. It's Mickey mm-hmm. Dolan's Perfectly Beautiful Day. And just for the record, I, I watched the monkeys all the time as a kid. So when I, when I saw that Mickey Dolan's was on this album, like, how cool is that? Well, and, and for me, it has another dimension because I, I still play. I play in a Beatles band called the Wanna Beatles. And we have a section where we do songs from... 1967 and I'm a believer was a big hit. So I'm playing all this playing that song with my band. And it's interesting to be playing it and thinking, you know, a week ago I was standing next to the guy who sang that song. Um, But my favorite story about that is that after getting the phone call from Mickey Dolan's, can you imagine the guy saying, Hey, this is Mickey. And I'm thinking, Mickey, Mickey, like in Mickey Dolan's and and we're talking on the phone and getting a key for the song. And then it came time to do the session. So I was getting ready to go to the airport. I get in my car, turn on the radio and what is playing but last train to Clarksville. And I said, if this isn't a sign from above, I don't know what is. So, you know, that kind of puts a smile on my face to think about that. And um and Mickey was great. I mean, he's, he, uh, he's, well, I don't know if he'd appreciate me tell, saying how old he is, but man, he, he works hard. He's been on the road. He works in a different city every day and he loves it. I think that's what keeps us young. The music keeps us young. And uh, this song turned out to be a great fit for him. I thought I could imbue it with a little bit of a 60s style and your listeners will hear a little bit of a electric sitar going on there, a little tip of the hat to some of the great songs of the late 60s. And Mickey did a great job. He uh, he sounds like Mickey Dolan's. How about that? <laughs> All right. Well, let's play this one. Uh, Perfectly Beautiful Day by the legendary Mickey Dolan's, produced by Dennis Scott. Perfectly Beautiful Day. 
And that was Perfectly Beautiful Day by Mickey Dolenz. All right, the next song we're going to talk about, It's Such a Good Feeling, sung by Kelly Pickler. Ah, yes. Well, first of all, those listeners who know Mr. Rogers' show, they'll know that it's his closing theme. And so it's very familiar, and it's one that you really do need to have on an album with Mr. Rogers' songs. And... um, Again, it's one of the songs you were accustomed to hearing it the way he does it. It's such a good feeling. It's got a little bounce to it. But um, I thought there's a lot more to the song than meets the eye. And we can, we can take it in another direction that would be radio friendly. And uh, luckily, Kelly Pickler came on board. She wanted to do it. She, turns out she's got a great story. She uh, used to go to her grandmother's house every day after school, and they would watch Mr. Rogers together. So she was really on board. And like most of the artists who are on the album, their hearts were in it. They were either Mr. Rogers fans or appreciated his work or his writing. So, you know, when they came on board, you knew that there was some genuine feelings about him. And so she came on board and we uh, worked out the song together. It's got a little mandolin going in there, a little little country flavor, almost um, 
I'm going to say it leans a little towards Americana to me anyway. And um, I just uh, enjoyed working with her. She was so upbeat and, you know, she just gives it her all. She just, well, she's just pounding that microphone. So um, enjoy. Excellent. And just for the record, Kelly Pickler, I was rooting for you on your season of American Idol. Uh, <laughs> let's play your song. Here it is. It's Such a Good Feeling by Kelly Pickler, produced by Dennis Scott.
that was It's Such a Good Feeling, sung by Kelly Pickler. All right. So this last song here is called Thank You for Being You. You wrote this song. And you pulled together an ensemble cast to make the to do the vocals on this one. So tell a little bit of how that came together. Well, I wanted a song that would tie it all together, having all these different artists kind of doing their own thing with the Mr. Rogers songs. And because they feel so affectionate towards him, I also wanted something that could express that and sort of be like a thank you note to Mr. Rogers. And it made perfect sense because when I was interviewing people to tell about Mr. Rogers, their stories and how they felt about him, the one thing that kept coming up that people would say would, when I would ask them, well, what would you say to Mr. Rogers if you met him? And they would all say, we would just say, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Rogers, for being who you are. So um, I wrote the song with that in mind. And I thought, the way the song was structured, it would give each of the artists an opportunity to sing a line, sort of like if you remember the song, We Are the World, where everybody mm-hmm. had their moment to express a, a, a sentiment. That's what we did with this. And then there are times they all sing together and everybody's featured. And uh, we have a great video that we took of it, um, of all the artists doing their thing. So you'll, if you, again... If I may say, if you go to thankyoumrrogers.com, there are all sorts of things there, which you can hear interviews with all these artists that are on album and see some of their songs, including this one, which you'll you'll see how they all came together to to say thanks to to Fred. (laughs) Awesome. So everybody that was on the album, they contributed to this song. Yes, indeed. Awesome. All right. They weren't always in the same place at the same time, but. We, we simulated that, and we have a good group feel there. All right. Well, let's play it. Here it is. Thank you for being you by the ensemble cast of the artists that contributed to Thank You, Mr. Rogers, produced and written by Dennis Scott. Mm-hmm.
Thank you, Mr. Rogers. Thank you, Mr. Rogers. Thank you, Mr. Rogers. Thank you, Mr. Rogers. Gracias, Mr. Rogers. We love you. And that was Thank You for Being You, ensemble cast of Thank You, Mr. Rogers. All right. So I know you've talked about the website a couple different times, but go ahead and reiterate that website and let people know where they can, you know, stream, download, buy this album and how they can support you in getting Mr. Rogers into the Songwriting Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, as I said, you can go to www.thankyoumrrogers.com and there you will see all sorts of things. You'll see a little bit about the album, about the making of the album. It'll talk a little bit about me, but more importantly, you can see videos of all those artists talking about their feelings for Fred, as well as doing the song. And you'll hear um, uh, the song I was telling you about earlier, John Cicada singing in Spanish, Mr. Rogers theme song. I mean, you'll be the only person on your block who's doing that. Um, so do go visit there. And it's, it's also one way you can get to the site where you can vote or vote on our petition to get Mr. Rogers into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. If you go down on that first page and scroll down, you'll see it. And you click on that and it'll take you to change.org. And that's where you can fill in the information and just say, yes, I, I believe Mr. Rogers deserves to be in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. And hopefully, if there are enough of us We'll get the people who are in a position to make that happen to pay notice and give Mr. Rogers the the recognition that I think he's long overdue. So please do check that out. And if you want to hear some of the other things that I've done besides Mr. Rogers' album, you can go to my website, which is www.dennisscott.net. Dennisscott.net, kind of strung together. And there you'll see other projects that I've worked on, songs that you may have even have seen, um, songs that are on Sesame Street, a song that I wrote that was on the TV series, Who's the Boss, that Ray Charles end, ended up singing. So uh, a lot of different things. Um, sometimes I go there and reminisce myself. So. <laughs> and uh, I think there's even a way you can contact me via email. I'm not one of those people that you have to fill in a form and Hopefully it gets to me. I'll, I'll see it. I'll, it'll get forwarded to me. So I'd love to hear from you. If you have any nice things to say, uh, I welcome you to do that. And uh, in fact, just to give you bring up to date, last year we uh, did a video called um, Happy Birthday, Mr. Rogers. So his birthday is Mar on March 20th. So come his birthday, you can go to that video and you'll see a lot of people talking about Mr. Rogers, telling incredible stories about his kindness and the things that he did that made him who he was. And I can say after working so much with him that um, he really was who he was. He, he walked the walk. And, um, and right now we're hoping that uh, a Grammy that will get a Grammy, hopefully for a, a new project, which is an audio book called Mr. Rogers now more than ever. And some of those same, people who we interviewed are on that audiobook and uh, we'll see what happens but the most important thing is that people know some of the backstories about Fred Rogers and what people say about him what he, they think about him and what they how he changed their lives 
these stories will touch your heart, I promise you, because um, they've touched me and I've heard them a million times and every time I hear them, it's just like, really, wow, what can I say? <laughs> well, Dennis, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been an absolute treat. Uh, you've had an amazing career and this uh, effort for Mr. Rogers is well-deserved. He is an absolute icon and let's get him into the songwriting hall of fame. Everybody who's listening to this, please go, uh, go to change.org or go to Dennis's website and make it happen. I'll be doing the same. Yeah, and and um, then I should have mentioned, you can also hear the other songs from the album at the thank you, Mr. Rogers.com website. And if you are interested, you can even buy them. There's a link where it take you to Amazon and Apple music, all those other things. It's, it's all there. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Dennis, thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. Thank you. It was a great time. Thanks.